I'm Damian Bola. Today on Fifth and Mission, an explosive dispute between San Francisco's cops and prosecutors has police accountability hanging in the balance. For decades, the relationship between the police force and the city's district attorney's office has been a tense one. But the arrival of the progressive Chase Boudin in the DA's office has further fractured that relationship, especially because Boudin is making good on his promise to charge police officers for brutality. Now, on the eve of a first trial of an officer, Terrence Stangle, the DA's office is facing an accusation of misconduct. An inspector in that office, Megan Hayashi, says she was forced to withhold information favorable to Stangle's defense. San Francisco Police Chief Bill Scott says that amounted to a violation of an agreement in which the DA takes the lead in investigations of police officers. It's an agreement that makes sure police don't investigate themselves, and Scott is moving to end it. That move, in turn, is alarming advocates for reform. My guests today to talk about it are Chronicle reporters Megan Cassidy and Rachel Swan. They've been covering the story. Rachel, I want to start with you. The San Francisco Police Department and the DA's office have been at war this week. It's been a contentious relationship for a very long time. Why have tensions exploded right now? Well, Damien, I mean, I guess this is the closest thing we've seen thus far to an ugly divorce between the DA's office and um, the police department. But really what's happening right now is we're heading right into a fairly controversial trial of a police officer. Um, This is an officer that the DA has accused of excessive force during an arrest. We know that Boudin currently has a series of prosecutions ahead of him, and this is the first one, starts next week. Uh, The alleged misconduct is that the officer used excessive force with a baton striking a man during an arrest. Um, It was a suspected domestic violence case. And um, this is just going to be a very closely watched thing. You know, p- p- trials of police officers are not are still not that common. And even in an era where we're really looking at a lot of police reform. Megan, I want to go over to you. You are preparing to cover this trial, as, as Rachel said, the first of a police officer under the Boudin administration. But there's a specific allegation of misconduct that the police department is making against the DA's office. Yes, that that is correct. Um, and so I think I just need to step back quickly and add some background. So when there is a police shooting or an other use of force incident that happens with a civilian, there are two investigations, right? One is with the police who investigate the underlying crime, which is in this case, domestic violence. And then the other one is with the DA's office who investigates the officer and whether they committed a crime with the use of force. And so this agreement with police and prosecutors, uh, it's called an MOU, Memorandum of Understanding, states that both of these agencies need to work together, share information and, uh, and collaborate on these two separate but related probes. And so in, in this case, with police investigating the allegation of domestic violence against Dakari Spires, the alleged victim, the man that Terrence Stangle, Officer Terrence Stangle, beat with a baton, uh, the allegation is that the DA's office investigators did not share their information. Uh, in this case, it was a witness interview that would have been incriminating against Dakari Spires. Uh, And the rationale here is that if police would have arrested Spires for domestic violence and then the DA's office charged him with domestic violence, that would have damaged the case against Officer Stengel. 
So given these allegations by the police department, what action is the department taking? So they made a pretty shocking announcement, I think, to everybody on Wednesday. Chief Bill Scott said that he is going to sever the relationship with the DA's office that lays out how the DA's office investigates these use of force incidents against uh, San Francisco police. So this means that when there is a shooting, when there is an officer who allegedly beat somebody with a baton, at with this memorandum of understanding that's currently in place, DA investigators are first on the scene. They're, they're the lead investigators and police take on the other case, the, you know, in this case, the alleged domestic violence. Now, what Chief Scott is saying is that you have violated the terms of this agreement. We can't trust the DA's office to conduct an honest investigation into our officers. We're pulling out. Maybe we can find another agency like the attorney general's office to investigate us instead. And what does Boudin say to this allegation? Does he agree that anything went wrong in his office? Not necessarily, but it's also a tough position that all of the attorneys in this case are in because the the underlying case, the officer Stangle case, is under a gag order. So that limits what people can say about the case. But what Boudin has said is that, look, if there is an allegation of some misconduct, let's sit down, let's talk about it. Um, you know, he says that police on their end have violated the MOU as well and has uh, said that this seems a lot more like a political stunt coming up right ahead of a controversial trial against one of his officers than any real concern that uh, there is impropriety in the investigation. Rachel, this MOU, I mean, it sounds obscure, but it is really central, critical in San Francisco at a time where people are expecting more police accountability, right? Yeah, I mean, Damien, it really all started with the shooting of Mario Woods in the Bayview. That was probably the most high profile of a string of incidents, police shootings, a couple scandals that happened around that time. Uh, there was a push by former district attorney Gascon and uh, then supervisor Malia Cohen to have this unit within the DA's office, which would independently investigate police officers, basically so that they wouldn't, you know, as is common, so that the department wouldn't essentially investigate itself, you know? I mean, and this is something that cities throughout the country are really pushing for. At the time, the union said, you know, we need you can't do that unless you negotiate a memorandum of understanding with us. So this memorandum of understanding is really key to having this layer of oversight for um, investigations of police shootings, uses of force in custody death. I know we're going to talk a little bit more later, guys, about how the police department says the D.A breached this agreement. But I mean, if the DA doesn't take the lead in the investigation and we've decided as a city that it's best that the police don't lead their own in investigation into use of force, what happens next? Well, what I think that Chief Scott would say is they would rather be investigated by the AG's office. Um, State AG. The, the state AG, yes, Rob Bonta's office. They are already investigating the police for uh, the shooting that happened at SFO a couple weeks ago. But the state AG's, the law states that they can only investigate cases within certain parameters. So the victim had to have been unarmed and it had to have been a, fa uh, a fatal shooting. So 
this that would be a pretty massive undertaking, uh, in, in my opinion, to then have the AG's office also take on a lot more cases uh, with the with, with the San Francisco Police Department. Um, so it's it's really unclear how the AG's office is going to respond. And if they can't or won't, then who will be taking on these investigations? All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, more with Megan Cassidy and Rachel Swan right after this. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bulwa, joined by Chronicle reporters Megan Cassidy and Rachel Swan. We're talking about the dispute in San Francisco between the police force and the district attorney's office that has threatened police accountability and reform in the city. Megan, let's get a little deeper into this dispute. Okay, this all exploded at a court hearing, again, in that Stangle case, that officer brutality case that's about to go to trial. So the hearing uh, last week really revolved around uh, this inspector for the DA's office named Megan Hayashi. The attorneys for Stangle say that Megan did one really crucial thing wrong in her investigation, which is she interviewed a witness and did not tell the police investigator about it. This witness was one of the people that allegedly saw Dakari Spires abusing his girlfriend. So this would have been pretty damning information for for Spires, could have maybe led to criminal charges. And Megan Hayachi said that she was pressured to not share her information with police who are investigating Spires. So she says this on stand last week. uh, And she also says, uh, while testifying under oath, uh, that she has been routinely pressured to remove certain information from her affidavits to the prosecutor's liking, and that she had the understanding that she would be fired if she did not remove this information. And is there any response from the DA's office specifically whether anyone in that office told her to do these things? Not specifically. One thing that I think is really important to point out, though, is that uh, the witness interview in question, the one that the the Stengel's attorneys are saying has been suppressed, that wasn't shared, it was essentially saying this witness said the same thing that she had said in previous interviews with both the police and the district attorney's office. So the from the DA's point of view, and this was said in court, was that there was no new information that needed to be shared. This particular follow-up interview did not change any part of the case, and and therefore this wouldn't affect the case against Stengel whatsoever. So Megan, the police department is essentially saying that in order to make the case against the officer, they have sort of refused to share information that might be damaging to the alleged victim in the case. That's the long and short of it, yes. Rachel, the police department defended its decision to start pulling out of this MOU. They did that on Thursday. What did they say? Really, what they're saying is that the district attorney's office is not holding up its end of the bargain. The whole point of the MOU is for interagency cooperation. And I mean, they're saying if we can't trust the district attorney's office, then we cannot work with you. And at the end of the day, it's pretty simple. 
Okay, I want to get into a couple larger issues with you guys. First of all, you know, police morale, the rank and file. We know the union has always tried to exert a lot of influence in San Francisco. How are they feeling about what's going on in the DA's office? And how are they feeling about their chief who sort of took a stand for them this week? Historically, the police union has had a tense relationship with management, like many unions across many industries. You know, we had heard from Tony Montoya, the president of the police union, that on Thursday they actually planned to have a special board meeting and uh, discuss their lack of confidence in leadership. That discussion got tabled after the chief's announcement. At the same time, the police union has also had a really fraught relationship with the district attorney's office. I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, muttering about is the district attorney. I mean, he's been pretty explicit about how he plans to prosecute officer misconduct. That was the main part of his platform. The police union opposed his election. You know, they're they're none too happy to see all these prosecutions. So um, the police union, you know, is kind of wedged in the middle with tense relationships on both sides. And Megan, what about the recall election that's upcoming for Chase Boudin? How does this figure in? Well, I think that it actually it's already given fuel to the people who want to uh, recall Dia Boudin. Uh, Even before Chief Scott made the announcement this week, they had uh, blasted out a press release about these allegations and uh, sent and sent the allegations to the U.S. AG's office asking for an investigation into Boudin. They will likely point to this as just another example of chaos within the office. But an interesting point, though, is that uh, the official recall committee actually states that they are pro-police reform. And in the past, they've actually criticized Boudin for not prosecuting enough police. So kind of an interesting juxtaposition there. And Boudin will, of course, respond. Hey, I'm facing all of this uh, this criticism because I'm finally taking officers to trial. I'm holding up my end of the bargain. Exactly. And Megan, is this trial still going to happen? When does it start? As of what we know now, it is still going to happen, um, barring any other huge surprises. Although Ter- Officer Stengel's attorneys asked the judge to dismiss the case uh, because of these allegations, the judge said they really had no bearing on the underlying case against Officer Stengel. She did not seem inclined to drop the case, and uh, opening statements are scheduled now to begin on Monday. All right, well, let's leave it there. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks to my guests today, their Chronicle reporters, Megan Cassidy and Rachel Swan. Thanks to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. <laughs> 